Are you working away on an app, investing tons of cash, forecasting all this revenue down the line? Are you aware that Apple and Google can take as much as 30% from that? Epic Games recently filed a lawsuit against Apple for this exact reason. And if you are working on monetizing an app, you need to know all about the App Store pricing models. In a world that is run by Silicon Valley, how do we, women entrepreneurs, create businesses that change, inspire, and move this world for the better? Without being held back by the hurdles and obstacles the tech industry often throws our way. How do we create the impact we want and realize our full potential by leveraging technology to work for us, not against us? This show cuts through the status quo and is your guide to exploring technology confidently. Welcome to Cutting Through Tech. I'm your host, Maxine Kramer, and I'm on a mission to secure the digital future for us by doubling the number of female-founded tech businesses. I'm a software engineer, designer, coach, and consultant who's worked on apps that have had over a million downloads in a day and featured in Apple retail stores all across the world. I work with female founders, entrepreneurs just like you, to maximize their impact by creating world-class software-based businesses. I'm a woman, I'm in tech, and I'm the CEO of a business that is looking to make a mark. Stay tuned because on this show, technology becomes as simple as everyday English, removing the barriers so you can think, strategize, and execute like a female tech CEO. Welcome to episode 23, the Epic Games and Apple lawsuit and why this affects you. So, hey, we are kicking off this month with one hot topic. I hope you're all settled in, ready to hear the tea. If you take an interest on what goes on with the mobile market, you will have heard that Epic Games is suing Apple over their 30% commission. Yes, um, generally speaking, they take a 30% commission, though I'll get into the details of this a bit later on. So Epic make the very popular and award-winning game called Fortnite. And a big part of the success is that Fortnite is available to play on all platforms. So that means mobile, consoles, PCs, Macs, you name it, which is part of its great success. If you have kids who are into the game, you will know the dreaded and persistent request for V-Bucks. But if you don't, bear with me. V-Bucks are a in-game currency that allows you to purchase kind of cool upgrades and customized looks. Earlier in August, Epic announced the Fortnite Mega Drop on iOS, which was basically a 20% reduction on V-Bucks. So normally it'd be 10 USD, $10 for a thousand V-Bucks, and now you had the option of purchasing them for $8. And the reason why is because in that other option, you would be checking out directly with Epic Games instead of going via Apple's payment service. If you've ever bought an in-app purchase, you know you kind of go through Apple's App Store to pay for something. So they were now offering you a choice, and with that came that 20% reduction. 
This actually directly violates Apple's guidelines in terms and conditions in terms of you being able to offer digital goods on their store. And as such, they blocked the, the update because every update that you submit goes through Apple's team and they kind of have a look at it and they look at what's changed and what's coming and see if it still matches their regulations. And it did not. Now even it's gotten to the point where they have completely removed Fortnite from the App Store and they've suspended their account. Epic, however, saw this coming and was ready and promptly filed a lawsuit and a huge media campaign around freeing Fortnite or more specifically, hashtag free Fortnite. So what is all this drama about? Really, it's that companies are getting fed up with Apple enforcing the 30% commission. This debacle follows soon after other issues. Earlier in July, Basecamp launched a new email service, Hey, and that caused a lot of controversy because they too were trying to avoid the 30% commission. So you could not sign up for a service. And then at the same time, there was no free option. So Apple was basically saying your your app is useless on our platform if you can't offer a free option. So they were blocking updates and so forth. Also, the European Commission has opened a formal antitrust investigation to assess whether Apple's rules for app developers and the distribution of apps via the store violate the EU's competition rules. So if you're curious what this has to do with you, stay tuned. First, let's look at why this is a problem and why is the media so targeted at Apple? In fact, the Google Play Store also takes 30% commission from sales to their platform. But the big difference is that if you so desire, you can download and install an Android app from any site. You don't necessarily have to get it from the store, but there's no such luck on iOS. The only way to install an app is through the Apple App Store. There is one single exception, but we'll get to that. So taking a look at the many apps and subscriptions that you might have got on your phone, you might be wondering, well, how much of what I'm paying goes to Apple then? So if you're purchasing Netflix, are you also basically giving 30% of that to Apple? What happens when you purchase new clothes on Netaporte or Farfetch? To see why this is an issue for developers and businesses, I'll break down all the types of apps and their pricing guidelines because it's not 30% in every single case. There are quite a few types of apps out there and they all have different business models behind them. So from free to freemium to e-commerce to subscription-based apps, we'll have a look at each of them. Free is free, of course. Apple says 84% of the apps that they offer in the store are effectively free or freemium, so you can still use them. Now, for example, this is your, your Wikipedia. You might have chosen to install Wikipedia because it's easier to use a specific app. It gives you a better user experience than trying to use the website on Safari or any other browser. And it's free to use, an easy app, all good. Now, of course, in general, in tech, free things aren't always free, but that's an episode for another time. Then there's free with advertising. Think of your socials, like Instagram. Because no transaction actually goes through Apple, they can't really take their cut. Facebook is receiving all of the ad spend from companies looking to advertise on Instagram, but us users, we use it for free. So even when you click through or purchase something or interact with the ad in, in kind of any kind of way, no commission goes to Apple or Google. Similarly, if physical goods are being sold, they can't claim a commission either. So using Airbnb or Amazon or any popular food delivery service in your area, which is Deliveroo here in the UK, 
you'll notice that payment can go through something like Apple Pay. However, it's not a digital service or digital good that's been made available to you through their systems, so it doesn't count as an in-app purchase or in this whole 70%, 30% setup. Any in-app purchase, however, is fair game for Apple and Google. So think of Candy Crush, paid apps like Heads Up, or subscription apps like Calm, Headspace, dating apps, and even Skype if you're paying for the calling credit. These are all digital goods, and Apple and Google take a 30% commission on all of these sales. One thing to note, however, is that if you offer subscriptions, like yearly ones, for example, the cut does drop down to 15% after the first year. I've been a Calm member for six years now. And so, you know, from my 30 pounds that they're getting every year, uh, 30% of that went to Apple the first year, but after that, only 15%. Now, I'm a avid Kindle reader, and I will admit, sometimes I forget my Kindle. I leave it in another bag or I leave it on my nightstand. So when I used to commute to work before the pandemic, I would often read on my phone. And what I noticed is in the Kindle app, you get recommended tons of other books like, hey, you've been reading this, so you might be interested in that. That makes sense. But you could never actually purchase the book. You could download a free sample, but that was it. And there isn't even a link or anything to say, hey, go and buy this on Amazon and then come back here and read it. Now, if you've been in the same position and you've wondered why, this is the part where things get messy when it comes to the commission. Basically, to circumvent Apple taking the 30% commission on digital purchases, companies like Netflix, Spotify, Kindle, Audible, and others have chosen to follow what's called a reader-only app approach. So the user, you know, already has an account. You've already paid for digital goods, like for example, that ebook or music subscription. And so you can download Spotify or whatever, log in and access that content as you would do normally. However, if you're using a free plan, like for example with Spotify, Spotify is not able to upsell to the user at any point or even link to or mention their paid offering. The user has to go to their website on their own accord to purchase the items. So you can see how this is really, really tricky for companies. On the other hand, if you do choose to offer the ability to pay uh, like Hulu or Dropbox, you will be forking over that 30%, which sometimes can cause real discrepancies between platforms. Some companies remedy this by upping the purchase price from iOS, so something that would normally cost, say, $10 would now be $13 or something along those lines. But that just makes things more expensive for the customer. Both of these, so raising prices or not being able to market directly, are quite a hindrance in an effective sales cycle or funnel. It is the reason that companies such as Spotify have complained so frequently, especially as Apple has since launched their own music subscription service at the same price and are fully able to market this to their users. This is one of the reasons that the EU are investigating whether or not Apple holds a monopoly and is preventing competition. Now, how does this affect you? The lawsuit between Epic and Apple is likely to last for another while, so for the time being, let's assume regulations stay as they are. This means that if you are still in an earlier validation phase and you're looking to create a mobile app, you want to start thinking about taking into account that 30% commission as you're starting to project and forecast revenue on your mobile platforms. If you're working on an e-commerce or an advertisement-based platform, you're probably fine. But if you are thinking of an in-app purchase or a subscription model, 
you will unfortunately fall in that category of people that will have to pay the 30% cut. If you are operating a freemium model, you do have the ability to put the whole purchasing system on your own site. And you might want to consider that reader model where you can't upsell the user in the app, but perhaps through email and other ways, you can kind of get a hold of them and direct them to your purchasing funnel. But still, this is, of course, very tricky, especially as a starting business. So it starts to become incredibly important as well to consider your marketing. Not only are you trying to get users, but you want to know how to effectively turn them into customers. And the way these pricing models work behind the scenes really can have an impact on your different strategies here. There isn't one best strategy approach, really. It depends on your situation and the goals and targets that you have for your app. So if you want to chat about this more, I'm on Maxine at CuttingThroughTech.com and and we can have a look at that for you. Now, the one objection that I've heard before, though, is, but Maxine, I've downloaded this app from a website at some point. Surely I can distribute outside the app store. Now, that app will have used what's called an enterprise license, and it exists exactly for that reason. Sometimes large corporations have applications that are used internally and should be available only to their employees. They can request to apply for an enterprise license with Apple, allowing them to freely distribute applications and bypass the App Store regulations team. In order to be eligible, you have to have more than 100 employees, be a legal entity, use the program only to create proprietary in-house apps for internal use, and participate still in Apple's verification interview and continuous evaluation process so they are kind of aware of what you're doing with that license and what you're using it for. So unfortunately, it's not an easy way to bypass all of this mess, basically, which makes sense or else Epic wouldn't be kicking off about it in the first place. So all in all, if you are in the mobile space, it goes to show that this is a battle worth keeping an eye out on. That being said, many companies have done extremely well, of course, and paid the commission, such as Calm and Headspace. So at the end of the day, maybe it doesn't even matter that much. But whichever way you look at it, 30% of your revenue stream from one particular channel is a hefty chunk and definitely begs to be accounted for in plans properly. So if you are working on an app and are wondering what the best business model is for you or how your app can be generating revenue, let's talk. I'm on Maxime at CuttingThroughTech.com. Now, if you have the misconception, however, that you need to raise lots and lots of investment before your tech idea has a shot at making moves, you need to listen into next week's episode where I'll be joined by Caroline Hughes from LifeTies, who successfully bootstrapped her business. This is hands down my favorite episode and conversation that I've had, and I can't wait to share it with you. If you are looking for more stories from inspirational women, you also want to check out Startup Magazine's The Serial Entrepreneur. Serial as in, you know, what you eat for breakfast. Recently, they interviewed three very honest female founders about the importance of diversity and their experiences as women in business. And their upcoming series will be all about women in tech, including the female founders from Shark Vacuums, NASA engineers, and plenty more inspiring women. You can find them by searching The Serial Entrepreneur or going to startupmagazines.co.uk. I so hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Tune in next week for that conversation that you can't miss with Caroline. And until then, we'll see you next time.